Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, episode 154, The New Expectation for CEOs to Lead Change. This episode is brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, enabling successful leaders and companies to accelerate to their next level of success. On the web at businessadvance.com. And now, here's Pam and Scott. Thanks, Chris. I'm Pam Harper, founding partner and CEO of Business Advancement Incorporated. And sitting right across from me, as always, is my business partner and husband, Scott Harper. Hi, Scott. Hi, Pam. It's great to join you again for another episode of Growth Igniters Radio. And as always, our purpose is to spark new insights, inspiration, and immediately useful ideas for visionary leaders to take themselves and their companies to their next level of game-changing innovation, growth, and success. And Pam, it's that time of year again. The 2019 Edelman Trust Survey has come out, and it's become a tradition for us to look at that and see what it tells us about the world in business and society. That's right. It is actually the 19th annual Edelman Trust Barometer, as it's called. And just for people who haven't heard about it before, it's an online survey, 27 markets, 33,000 respondents. Very exhaustive. And you can find out much more about what's involved in it by going to growthignitersradio.com episode 154 and scrolling down under resources. What's important is that this is something that is a pretty good indicator of what's happening in the world and also the implications for us as people interacting with each other, with society, in business, and it's something that we value very much. And the interesting thing is that from year to year, the trust barometer shows that the sources of trust and the level of trust in different things like institutions, government, business, really can change dramatically. That's right. In fact, this year, there were some very interesting themes. The first one is that they found people were saying, the system isn't working. What's that mean? The system system, isn't working. The government, societal institutions. So all the things that we look up to globally to say, let's make the world a better place Mm -hmm. are not working for people so much. There's a lot more anxiety there. So what's the implication of that? Well, if something isn't working... yeah. Make it work. (laughs) But we can't make our societal systems work. So what we can do, though, is we have opportunities to make the world a better place through our companies. Ah, so the things that are closer to us make us feel like we have more influence. Absolutely. And that was one of their findings. The second piece of this story is that when you can't see globally that things are working, right. what they found uh, at Edelman was that my employer, and they put this in quotes, is widely trusted. Now, why would that be? Because it's something that you can see, mm-hmm. something that you feel you can influence. And in fact, they said that people hold more trust in my employer than any single institution. Oh, that's a change from previous years. That's really that's interesting. Right. So that's right. it's a fluid system, as we said before. Absolutely a fluid system. Now, our take on this is that people need to be able to see 
get evidence that this really is the case. Mm -hmm. So you're going to find that more people are looking for concrete evidence Okay. that when you say you're being transparent, you really are. Ah, so the opportunity here is people are putting more trust in their companies, but that trust has to be borne out. Trust and verify. Ah, okay. <laughs> the third point that is especially notable is that they said that CEOs are expected to lead on change. Okay. Again, it really unfolds as a story, and this is just a few of the points. Right. But people agree that CEOs can create positive change on issues ranging from pay equality, prejudice and discrimination, and training for jobs of tomorrow. Okay, so there's that expectation. And what's that mean? That means, in addition to being able to see that there's this transparency mm -hmm. and everything else going on, people need to hear their CEOs talking about this. Mm -hmm. They're looking up to their CEO to be out there going beyond being an industry star, right. but actually being a global visionary. In this, we think about uh, everything from TED Talks, right. which we're seeing more CEOs doing, to writing articles, being interviewed. There's a whole range of things that help people to feel reassured on what it is that the company and mm -hmm. especially the CEO stand for. So when you're speaking about your values as well as living into them mm -hmm. so that people can hear and see the congruity, that's when you can lead real change. It has to be consistent with who you are, what your company stands for, what your priorities are, your culture, and more. A little over a year ago, we had a great conversation with our colleague and friend, Vicki Sullivan, about the business case for thought leadership speaking by CEOs so that they go from industry star to global visionary. Yeah. And it's appropriate to revisit that in this context. So before we do that, here's a little bit about Vicki. She is internationally recognized as the top market strategist for thought leaders and visionary influencers. Her specialty is branding and messaging strategies in crowded markets, and she's helped thousands of visionaries since 1987. Vicky's been quoted in mainstream media such as Fortune.com, The New York Times, and Investors Business Daily. Her groundbreaking work has earned her an appointment on the Women's Leadership Board for the Kennedy School of Government at Harvard. She's also served as an advisor on branding and thought leadership for Support TED Collaboratorium 2015. This is an invitation-only event serving select TED fellows. So with that, let's join our conversation with Vicky. Vicki, welcome to Growth Igniters Radio. Thanks so much for having me. I'm, I'm thrilled to be here. Before we go into this topic in depth, tell us a little bit about how you became such an expert on the issue of market strategy for thought leadership speaking. This is an incredible niche. Thanks so much. You know, it was a happy accident. You know, seriously. In a previous life, I was a registered lobbyist for healthcare issues. And part of my job was to deconstruct bills and advise the various stakeholders on the impact and their next best step. So when I had the opportunity to deconstruct the marketplace and apply that skill to position experts and visionaries, I jumped at the chance. 
and the rest they say is history. Well, you know, what's interesting about what you're saying is that thought leadership, in a way, it kind of is an outgrowth of whatever our original uh, expertise is. Absolutely. And that is the advantage and also the dilemma. I call it the dark side of brilliance. Okay. You know, brilliant people have so many ways to use and apply their perspective. So there's really a lot of options for them out there. The key question is, which option is the best for them? Mm -hmm. Okay, an embarrassment of riches in a way. Exactly. Well, now we've talked about more and more industry leaders, the top uh, CEOs like Indra Nui of PepsiCo, uh, mentioned Branson, other people as well. What is driving them into taking the stage and establishing themselves not just as industry stars and leaders in their in their niche, but as visionary leaders on the world stage? Well, there is a very strong business case for being known outside your industry. You know, it's no longer an intangible, nice to have type of deal, but a very real measurable benefit. And the game changer has really been our digital age uh -huh. and social media because attention has now been monetized. Mm. So when you couple that with our love affair for stories and rooting for people, you've yeah. got a booming trend here of cool, visionary people wanting to inspire others. Okay, so it goes beyond ego and it's mobilized by changes in technology. Sure. And it's also, when I look at the CEOs that I work with, it's a desire to teach what you've learned. Mm -hmm. it's, it's a desire to complete the journey. And after all that you've been through and all that you've done, you have so much in your heart that you want to share. You want to be a part of something bigger. Mm -hmm. You know, you've Definitely. done, you've done the work, you've got your success. Now it's time to be part of something bigger. So from the emotional side, that matters too. I think there's one other thing, and I've been thinking about this a lot lately, expanding your network. We deal with people who are growing their companies. You mm -hmm. know, they're visionaries. They are stars. And they also are thinking big. They realize there are many different types of stakeholders. So you think about it. You've got not just uh, your employees. You've got investors. You have stakeholders who are customers. You have new potential partners that we're talking about. So all of these different types of stakeholders are in different places. It used to be that you get up, you'd talk to your company, and maybe you'd have your employees, and maybe you'd have some of the directors, but you're not talking to as many people as you need to talk with in order to share and connect. You bet. And let's take a short trip to the dark side. It also okay. makes you bulletproof. Okay, uh, you know, in this disruptive environment, if you're top of mind, people can't touch you. You know, uh -huh. people can't disrupt you. Your competitors look like wannabes, mm -hmm. not the 500 pound gorilla. Uh -huh. hmm. I mean, Indra Nui gets up and she talks about the environment. That's a long way from Pepsi. Yeah, exactly. I recently sat in on Richard Branson's Facebook launch of his latest book just released, Finding My Virginity. <laughs> and the thing about this book, 
uh, is that it's intended to give all of his lessons, but also to talk about what's next. Well, who do you think is sitting in that audience around the world? Isn't it people who are possibly looking for new ideas and he's looking to connect with them? Yeah, part of what's next. It's what we call building the community. Because going beyond networks, when you have a community, it's people who are engaged with you, as well as just sitting out there listening to you. Absolutely. I mean, it's building a bandwagon is what you're doing. Exactly. So we're not just a little bit passionate about this. (laughs) (laughs) And going beyond the big people like Bezos and Branson and Musk, we think that this trend can apply to smaller business leaders as well, or leaders of smaller businesses as well. Well, what What do do you you think? What do you think about that? Oh, my, yes, please. I mean, thank you, Internet, right? The playing field is more level than ever before. You know, it's really about defining your space and packaging your contribution. If you can take a, a strategic approach to this, Smaller companies can be visionaries way beyond their industry. And strategic is the key word there. That's right. Absolutely. Absolutely. The big thing with a crazy crowded market is you can't just suit up and show up anymore. Yeah, that doesn't work. People think, well, I'm going to throw money at this. I'm going to get a killer PowerPoint. Boom. No, (laughs) this is how CEOs become old wine in a new bottle. You don't want to do that. No, you don't want to do that. Well, I think there are a lot of myths that go with all of the concept of becoming this global visionary. And we're going to talk about that. But first, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll speak more with Vicki Sullivan of Sullivan & Associates. Stay with us. You are listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. We're brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated on the web at businessadvance.com. We enable successful companies to accelerate to their next level of innovation and growth. And if you like what you're hearing, spread the good word. Go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 127, and use the share links for Facebook, LinkedIn, and Twitter at the top right of the page to tell your social media communities all about us. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper, that's me, and Scott Harper. Scott and I are talking today with Vicki Sullivan, top market strategist of Sullivan & Associates, about the business case for thought leadership speaking. Now, Vicki, you speak throughout the U.S. and Canada on how to be top of mind in competitive markets and strategies that prepare firms for those opportunities. How can people get in touch with you to learn more about this? Well, my website is uh, VickiSullivan.com, and that's Vicky with uh, V-I-C-K-I-E. And I have pages and pages of free resources there. If they sign up for my blog, they get a, a really killer special report that outlines the top 10 trends that they can use to their advantage to position their expertise as top of mind. That's perfect. And you can also find more and links to Vicki's resources on growthignitersradio.com, episode 127. So we started out talking about the importance of becoming this global visionary. What are some of the big stages that we want to get on to be a global visionary? 
Well, I mean, Ted is the 500-pound gorilla right now. You have a lot of organizations even redesigning their conferences to more of a TED-like format. And okay. you've, you've got the South by Southwest. you got Davos. But there's some small but influential venues that are great as well. The so Aspen, wait a moment. Yeah. I have to ask. We don't have to get on the large global stage in order to be a global visionary. No, 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 no. There's all sorts of venues that do not get covered at the 6 o'clock news that are very effective. The Aspen Institute is one of my favorites. You know, I had a client present there. She got rave reviews. Her street cred went up quite a bit after that. And she attracted far more profitable clients to her organization as a result of that appearance. Uh, Yeah, it was bragging rights. it, It absolutely is. Well, how do you find these? Fire up the internet. Google (laughs) is our friend. I mean, the venues, just because they're not on the news, doesn't mean they're not on the internet. Uh If you go to leadership conferences, you know, just something general like that, your monitor will explode with all the different venues out there. And, And this is a theory I have. If you have an idea of who you want to reach... And why? And why? Wouldn't that help focus the search somewhat? Sure. Innovative leadership conferences. Boom. Okay. Okay. Be prepared okay. for your hair to blow back. I mean, you've seen, okay. You know, you've seen that graphic of someone sitting right. in a chair and their hair is like, <laughs> that's what's going to happen to you. Okay. Now, we've talked about the smaller ones, which is a really great idea, but everyone has that in their heart. I want to get on the big stage. I want to go to TED. You know, what's the reality? Is is it actually possible for someone who isn't, you know, a Fortune 500 leader to do that? Absolutely. Absolutely. The biggest myth about TED is that you can really work your way up. You know, you've got a lot of TEDx events out there. I think there are over a thousand now. And those speakers there dream of doing a good job at TEDx and then moving to the main stage. Now, Uh Brene Brown did that with TEDx Houston, you know, oh, years yes, ago. Yes. Huge. Yeah, but that's that's the exception rather than the rule. Okay? So don't expect that. And I think that's a that's a huge myth. The big reality is that your reputation has to precede you. You have to be seen as a cool visionary who just happens to be in your particular industry. And if you are not positioned as someone who transcends their industry, then you're just another CEO that wants to hit the circuit. Okay. And so the the phrase, ideas worth sharing, really does come in there because it's not just about my business or my industry. It's something bigger and more global. Absolutely. That's, that's and, why you're a visionary. Absolutely. And if it even looks like you're self-promoting your company, oh my gosh, they burn people at the stake for that. Okay, I mean, you're talking circular firing squad. Don't do that. You can't even have a whiff of that. So you really have to have a platform. You have to represent a movement. You have to represent Ah. something that people can get excited about and say, wow, I never thought of it like that before. I'm going to join in here. Although it does seem like people are addressing very specific topics. So it's not everything. I mean, you can't, you cannot in 15 minutes have everything you want to talk about, but Mm -hmm. you have to think about what is the most important thing I need to share and be heard, not just that I'm sharing, but that the people are taking in and really finding powerful. 
And that idea has to be the vehicle. It has to be the conduit to the movement that you represent. And that's why this is a strategic issue. It's a branding issue. It's not a suit up and show up issue. Because a lot of times you'll have a great idea that could be Ted worthy, but you Mm -hmm. won't get any traction afterwards. Mm -hmm. Another question real fast is, who are those people sitting in the TED audience? Well, they represent innovators in their field. They represent people who have accomplished something and are looking to accomplish more. Uh, They're looking for some, they're, they're people who are lifelong learners who want to go outside their bunker. You know, I mean, I've been a Tedster since 2013. And the number one reason why I go is to get out of the foxhole and see what else is going on in the world. Again, you don't just show up and say, hey, I want in. They've got to accept you first. So being a global visionary can look like showing up at Ted as much as being on the Ted stage. In some yeah, ways. I mean, you have to you have to, they have to know that you're going to be an asset yes, to the community. Yes. They don't want someone who's just going to go in there and take. You know, that because that it's like inviting an idiot to a party. Okay, nobody wants that because then the party gets branded. Sure. No. Yeah. So Chris Anderson is very strategic about the event and the experience. And he knows that the experience is only as good as the people in it. That makes a lot of sense. Of course, Ted is part of social media as well. Where do you see social media going in terms of this whole movement from industry star to global visionary? Well, social media, in my humble opinion, I see that as jet fuel. Okay, if you do social media right, traditional media will jump on the bandwagon in a heartbeat. Ted will discover you. Uh The Aspen Institute will discover you. It's really becoming symbiotic. So where social media is just part of the larger ecosystem out there. But for too many people, social media can be a major waste of time if you don't get strategic first. Uh And so what I tell clients all the time is that throwing money on the tactic won't get you anywhere. You got to be strategic about your platform and what you want to represent first, then do all the social media that's going to implement and, and magnify your strategy. So, for instance, a podcast like this one, it, it's helping us, obviously, but it also helps CEOs who want to get on the bigger stage. We've had, for instance, Brian Scudamore of 1-800-GOT-JUNK, O2E Brands, uh, Simon Ninens of Wayside Technology, Sherry Spiro of Breaking Games, and they've all talked about more than just their little niche. They've talked about, you know, bigger ideas, and it helps exactly. get them out. Yeah, Exactly. So it's incredibly important, vital, shall we say, to have a strategic purpose in deciding how and even more importantly, why you want to go from industry star to global visionary. Absolutely, because if you don't, you're going to become the white noise. I mean, there's a whole CEO circuit out there of people that are CEOs and they're speaking and they all sound the same. They sound like an army of nondescript soldiers. I call this talented, but nondescript. Okay, so we're going to talk about how to be talented and distinctive distinctive in our next segment. But first, we're going to take a quick break. 
And when we come back, we'll talk more with top market strategist Vicki Sullivan. Stay with us. This is Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper, brought to you by Business Advancement Incorporated, on the web at businessadvance.com. As we're moving into 2018, it's time to ask, does your company have what it takes to meet your current commitments and move fast enough to respond to new opportunities? Take the first step to confirm your perspective by requesting our free resource, Five Questions to Ask When You Need to Move Even Faster. This questionnaire will help you find out where to begin to focus your energy and resources that what should be happening really is happening faster and more effectively. We've developed these questions based on our work with clients in over 30 industries. We've helped them scale faster, make innovation happen faster, and more quickly respond to new opportunities. And this has generated millions of dollars in top and bottom line growth. Now you can have this resource on a complimentary basis just for sharing your valid contact information with us. So don't miss out. Go to growthignitersradio.com today and select episode 127. Scroll down to the resources section and click the link download five questions to ask when you want to move even faster. And to learn more about our success stories, go to businessadvance.com client results. Welcome back to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. Over the last two segments, Scott and I have been talking with Vicki Sullivan of Sullivan & Associates about the business case for thought leadership speaking. Now, in addition to Vicki's own speaker topics, her blog, Tips, Trends, and Tirades, is highly respected in the thought leader space. Vicki, how can people get more information on this? Go to VickiSullivan.com. And on the homepage, you have a big square right there that says sign up and get your top 10 trends that will position you ahead of the crowd. I follow these tips, trends, and tirades religiously. Be sure and take advantage of Vicki's offer. So now we are into the section of our episode where we talk about three pieces of immediately actionable advice for going from industry star to global visionary. So yep. Vicki, what would be your first piece of immediately actionable advice? Well, you've heard me say this before, so I'm going to sound like a, a broken record here. First, do not phone this in. Okay, this is not about a speech. It's not about coming up with a killer PowerPoint. You need a platform, something to represent. You need your story to align with that platform. So don't think you can just suit up and show up and boom, you are a visionary leader in just one speech. You're going to have to put some time, energy and brain cells. So you need to decide if speaking is going to drive your overall vision. And if so, you're going to have to you're going to have to go on a journey. The second thing is you do not put tactics before strategy. Now, I see a lot of CEOs do this with books. You know, they'll write a book and then they wonder why Ted isn't begging them to speak. You know, books are like social media. They're a great tactic. They're mm -hmm. a great spotlight, right? But the effectiveness depends on how you use it. So okay. don't write the book too soon or jump on the media tour too soon. Have your platform down. Okay, okay? so very practically, Vicki, 
uh, it makes sense, be strategic and have a platform. So how can we advise our listeners to do that? What's what's a really practical thing that they can do to start thinking strategically so that they can represent on, on a broader basis? Sure. First thing I t- tell people to do is do an environmental scan. Okay. Look for the holes. Look at what people are saying and ask yourself, what is not being said? What is the elephant in the room that people know, but they're not talking about? Okay. And can you be that person? Mm-hmm. One of the things that we do on Growth Igniters Radio when we speak with our CEO guests is to ask them a little more in depth of what makes their culture unique. We what try to push it? them a little bit. Yeah. What's a story? And well, exactly. Every, you know? exactly. And what's the journey? You exactly. know, people want to know what's the journey like from point A to point B, because it's never what you think it is. No, you know, it's never what you think it is. And people don't go to the dark side often enough. Now, I know mm. that sounds crazy, but you just take short little trips to let people know they're not alone. Mm, you know, that that's a really good point, because it's really frustrating when somebody seems so perfect. <laughs> you know, like you were always like that. But what about the rest of us? You know, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. When you show up as a mere mortal, magic happens. That's what we especially are looking for in our guests is those guests that are willing to be a little vulnerable and talk about how they struggle just a little bit and uh, in some cases even a lot and how they were able to go from that point and the ahas and the insights and then where it led them. I think that is so important to share with peers and that's what we're all about here. And that authenticity and that individuality is what makes them stand out. Exactly, because what you learn is it's messy, but worth it. Mm -hmm. So uh, what would be that third piece of immediately useful idea? Uh, Work on your voice. And I'm not talking about your actual voice. I'm talking about your communication approach. Uh, What role do you play in the conversation that you just found people aren't having? So here's my very specific homework assignment for our listeners. Okay. Okay. Name three things. It could be a noun or an adjective. Three things that you want your approach to be known for. And you play that role to the tilt. Okay. Can you give an example? Sure. I'll use myself. I'll be the guinea pig. Okay. I want to be smart. I want to be approachable and I want to be practical. So I want to be smart, but I don't want to be obnoxious Mm -hmm. because sometimes I can be a little bracing. You know, I I kind of blow people's hair back. So I got to, I got to warm it up a little bit. Okay. So those are the three things. So whenever I show up, I want to be smart. I want to tell people that about things they haven't thought of. I want to be approachable. So people don't think, oh, my gosh, she's going to kill me if I even come near her. Mm -hmm. And that would be very important, I would imagine, especially if you want people to feel comfortable with you and making those connections. Well, yeah, because, I mean, think about what I have to tell them. I have Mm -hmm. to tell them that their book is not going to work. I have to tell them that their thought leadership is not going to create what it wants to create. I've got to I've got to come up with a way to do that that doesn't sound like I'm trying to destroy them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, who wants to hear that? You yeah. know? Well, that's true. And that was part of, partly how you pushed us. Yep. It was, uh, it's, it's tough 
but it's tough love. Yeah. Building on that, the this type of self-reflection is kind of hard to do all by yourself, sitting in your office or your bedroom or whatever, having a conversation with somebody, whether it's a friend, it's a colleague, it's an advisor, that can really help get those juices flowing. Absolutely. I tell people all the time, the sharpest knife cannot carve its own handle. All right. We are put on the planet to care and serve one another. And we don't know what we don't know. I don't care how brilliant you are. Everyone's got blind spots. They're called blind spots for a reason. And so this is why you need outside help. I don't care who it is. I'm like one of those mental institutions you hear about on TV. Just go somewhere to get help, you know. Don't care if it's me. Go somewhere because you can't do this by yourself. Okay, well, this sort of sounds like a final thought, but is there anything else you want to add to this before we close? Sure, a couple of things. First off, it's not the access to opportunities that's the biggest challenge okay mm-hmm. you can find the opportunities the venues are out there again i just said you know fire up the internet it's standing out in a sea of similar success stories it's how do you stand out when everyone's a ceo who's who has done fabulous innovative things and yeah. they've beaten the odds so it's not enough to be successful or innovative. You have to stand for something that we can all join in on. And the second thing is that the journey, what it takes to be an industry leader to a global visionary is very, very different than the trip from being unknown to known in your industry. The expectations are different. The competition is too similar. So if you decide to do this, you got to be strategic. You can't just suit up and show up. So Vicki, thank you so much for being our guest today. Oh, thanks. It was a blast. Thanks, Vicki. And thanks to you out there for listening to Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper. To check out resources related to today's conversation, share on social media, read Vicki's bio, download our five pieces of advice for moving faster, or open a conversation with us, go to growthignitersradio.com, select episode 127. Until next time, this is Pam Harper and Scott Harper wishing you continued success and leaving you with this question to consider. Could this be the time for me to transition from industry star to taking the stage as a global visionary? What do I need to do next? Growth Igniters and Growth Igniters Radio with Pam Harper and Scott Harper are registered service marks of Business Advancement Incorporated. All Growth Igniters Radio episodes are copyrighted productions of Business Advancement Incorporated, intended for the private use of our audience. Except as otherwise provided by copyright law, all other uses including copying, editing, redistribution, and publication without prior written consent of Business Advancement Incorporated are prohibited. All rights reserved.